Can you buy a home after a bankruptcy? That's the question that we will attempt to answer as well as give you some actionable steps to get you prepared on this week's episode of The Home Show. It is possible for someone to buy a home after having utilized the tool of bankruptcy. A lot of folks, for whatever reason, feel somewhat shameful or less than or maybe somewhat defeated because they don't think that they can move forward and get back into home ownership or get on the property ladder. Today, we're going to take some time to give some hope. <laughs> so with that being said, young lady, first of all, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I got me a, a, a little beverage. And so <laughs> I'm ready to get into this week's show. Where do we want to go first? The first thing I want to say when it comes to bankruptcy for all our viewers out there, the most important date that you're looking for is called a discharge date. And what I'm going to go over here in a minute are the four different loan types that we deal with and some important timestamps that you need to look for after you've gone through a bankruptcy. But before I get into that, none of that's possible if you don't have a discharge date. So with the bankruptcy, your main goal is to get that discharge date. And then from there, you can go on into the following of what I'm gonna talk about. So that's my first point. Do you have anything else to add? No, 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 I think we're good. Let's get into it. Let's start with FHA, because that's the most common loan type in my mind that people are gonna use after coming out of a bankruptcy. Okay, so to begin with FHA, your government loans are gonna be your more lenient loans when it comes to bankruptcy. With FHA, you can apply two years after you've had a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Now, with the Chapter 13 bankruptcy, you can apply a year if you have written permission from your trustee or your attorney who's been dealing with you with your bankruptcy. With USDA, you have to wait three years from your dismissal or your discharge date. And with VA, you must wait two years after your discharge or your dismissal date before you can apply. So those are the three government loan types. Like I said, those are gonna be more lenient than your conventional loan type. To go over conventional, after you've had a chapter 13 bankruptcy, if it was dismissed, you must wait four years from your dismissal date before you can apply, but if it was discharged, you must wait four years from the filing date and two years from the dismissal date before you can apply. Yes, indeed. Because I'm going to be looking at my notes here because even after 20 years in this thing, guidelines are constantly changing. And uh, why remember what you can reference, right? Mm -hmm. You said a couple of things before we move forward. And I just want to emphasize a couple of things. Dismissal discharge, very important, guys. We're, we are about the details here. And it's from my experience over the years that people that have the best experience while going through this process are the ones that dot the I's across the T's. You know what I'm saying, Michaela? 
Yeah, so, they do. Yes, yes, ma'am. So said all that to say this dismissal, discharge. Don't let that go over your head, okay? You don't want to dismissal. <laughs> Last I checked, anytime you dismiss somebody, that's not a that's not a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to have them dismissed. So if you get into one of these situations and you utilize the bankruptcy tool, preferably you're able to go through the process to get that discharge. But as she says, nothing happens until that date stamp, okay? And even in the age of technology and information, and I know we're used to things going quickly, a lot of times when we're dealing with bankruptcies and courts and attorneys and things of that nature, they don't necessarily move at the speed of light. So said all that to say this, before you start this process that we're gonna go into, you wanna make sure you understand what that date is and your documentation has been finalized with that discharge date. That's the goal that she said. And then last thing I'll say before we move forward, Michaela, is for those folks that are like me in the class, all I heard was chapter 13, 12 months, I get a house, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so in theory, everything works, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're in college now, there's a lot of theory going on, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. then you come to the office and you see how it really works. And uh, it's not always that easy, is it? No. <laughs> so in theory, okay, as long as your trustee approves you getting a home, if you're in a, a wage, not a wage, but a consolidation plan, right? That's basically what chapter 13 is, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I've had one deal, Michaela, one over this time frame that me being in the in this business and it's all about nuance and circumstance and long and short the circumstance made sense there was mm -hmm. a breadwinner that unexpectedly passed left a lot of medical collections the spouse had to get back into the workforce but wanted to do the right thing put together a consolidation plan making the payments after the year the trustee said you could buy a home not a big mansion, a home, right? So it's yeah. got to make sense. There's always a way, guys, but does it apply to you? So I just wanted to hit those two things because they got some me's in the class and all I heard 12 months <laughs> and I'm going to run the play. Remember, we <laughs> talked about that play. There's no plays here, right? <laughs> we, we following guidelines. Which, you look like you about to say something. No, like you said, being able to apply for a home loan after 12 months rarely happens. Every occasion is different, but as a borrower, I wouldn't bank on that. I would be more prepared to wait the two years and then get into the process of applying for a home loan. Let's stay there for a minute, because if you think about it, if I've had to utilize the tool of bankruptcy, obviously some things are going on. Right? Yeah. So after 12 months, if I'm ready to go after 12 months, eh, and that's how the trustee, the attorneys, and the creditors that have agreed to take a lesser amount are going to look at it. Hey, is this person trying to gain the system? So not saying never, but very specific scenarios, just like with anything in life. But for the rule, the general population, that's not going to be the case. So to keep me moving forward, that's why you're here. You're supposed to hit the bell. I'm in a rut. Ding, let's move forward. Before we get into this next segment, Michaela, what I want to say is this. Everything that we're going to go over here in a moment is key because I've not seen anyone that has successfully gone through whatever chapter 
and I'll take a pause there. The two common chapters of bankruptcy in the context of residential real estate that we're dealing with is chapter seven and 13. And I'm sure you said that, but I just want to reiterate. Okay. Mm -hmm. But after you've received that discharge and got no stamp documents and you're ready to move forward based upon your time intervals that you gave, you got to know and understand if you move forward within the two year period, meaning you mm -hmm. haven't waited two years after the discharge, you are going to get a refer eligible, AKA manual, manual underwrite. Okay. So everything that we're going to go over here in a minute, that's the premise where we're coming from because we're preparing you to be ready for a what? A refer eligible. Or a manual underwrite. <laughs> underwrite. <laughs> okay. So with that said, won't you hop in and get us going on what we need to do to start preparing to be successful homeowners after BK? I have three main points that I think is important for borrowers after a bankruptcy to go through. The first one being to reestablish your credit. And what that means is you don't want any late payments. You don't want any collections. You don't want anything that's going to negatively or adversely affect your credit report and your credit score. Um, because you've just come out of a bankruptcy and you're trying to look good in front of the lender so you could get the loan. The less negative factors that you have going on your credit report is going to reflect good on your behalf. Secondly, when it comes to the manual underwriting, one of the largest compensating factors is rent or rental income. So if you're making rental payments on time every month, that needs to be verifiable, meaning we don't need any cash payments. If you're paying via cash app, via Zelle, if it's virtual, if you're writing checks, we need something that has a paper trail that you could submit to us to show that you've made those payments on time every month for at least 12 months to verify that that's happening. Church. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I want <laughs> no, amen right, right there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then lastly, just to open up some secure lines of credit. Credit cards impact your credit score in a large way, for lack of a better term. It's not so much banking on the credit limit that you have or how large your credit limit is. It could be $500. But what I want you to focus on is your utilization or how much money you're keeping on that card each month. You want your utilization to be 10% or less because when it's reporting every month is going to reflect good on your credit score and again, reflect good on your behalf. Love it. Love it. What I like to add to that point, Michaela, is mm -hmm. documentation. We're going back to documentation. Hold on for the church. <laughs> that means y'all need to pay attention. Documentation <laughs> is very important in this case coming out of a BK because we need to know as a lender what was going on that you have rectified what was going on. Let me say this. What was going on, it stopped and what the plan is to prevent it from happening again within 
your power. If it was something outside of your control and things of that nature, but cause solution. That's what we're yeah. looking for. So documentation is very important because as you said, we're always looking at the twos and threes, right? Yes, sir. We're either going to go back to, or in this case, we need to watch you for two after coming out of this situation to see what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. as we prepare for that manual underwrite, that refer eligible, if you don't have verifiable, documentable rent history, can't pay nobody with cash, it's got to be trackable, then that's something that you're going to have to go get and you got to do it for a 12-month period. Mm-hmm. Or you need to wait two years reestablish yourself like you said with the credit cards don't need a million of them okay you can use one the key is the utilization Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you said or not but i'm just going to reiterate 10 percent or less of the utilization not 30 Mm -hmm. is another quick bonus on that find the statement date that's the date that your creditor reports your balance to the three agencies experian transunion equifax make Mm -hmm. sure that your balance is nine to two percent of the available credit limit on that day when it reports and then pay it off before you pay any interest if you can you'll mm-hmm. always have the highest credit scores guarantee okay mm-hmm. so all of those things and that's documentation you know what i'm saying Kay? that's mm-hmm. documentation but documenting the event showing that is behind you so that we can present that because we're going to want to see right yes um, sir. let me look at my notes so we don't skip anything Monty, gotta have some money, Kay. <laughs> gotta have some money. You gotta have some money. And this is why. The refer eligible, once you have that rental history for 12 months, no late, documentable, we're gonna wanna see that you have whatever your house payment is. Example, let's say your PITI, principal interest tax and insurance payment, $1,500 a month. We want to see minimum, in most cases, depending on your DTI. I'm not going to go into underwriting. It's nuanced. You want to reach out to your lender, if that's us, or to the one that you know, like, and trust. They should be able to walk you through this process. But Mm -hmm. there are certain compensating factors that you must have, and there are certain requirements you must have for a manual underwrite, refer eligible. But at minimum, in that $1,500 a month example mortgage payment, PITI, that I just mentioned, You want to have two months worth of reserves, house payments after everything is said and done. After you close the transaction, money that you can touch Hmm. could be in the form of a 401k, a lot of places, but that's $3,000. That's a minimum for you to start. And that's after the closing because you're coming from an event to where something went wrong and you're basically getting a reset. Hmm. We cannot have collections and late payments after a discharge from a reset. Yes. Can't happen. Because it just makes it hard. And more times than not, it's going to make it not possible. But anyway, I digress. So you got to have some money. And what else? You need to have, if you're renting, this is the key for renting. Because not only do we have to have the rent, not only do I want you to have some reserves or some money saved, right? But you need some utilities in your name. Mm-hmm. Because that satisfies the other piece to that manual underwriting. And if you think about it, you don't necessarily have to have a high credit score if you have rent, if you have tier two and three type trade lines. See, a lot of you guys paying a third party to report your utilities to your credit report. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. 
because it's not bolstering your score. But mm -hmm. all you have to do is make your payment on time every time, and we can get your bills from the energy place, yeah. from the telephone or cell phone place for your insurance. But it has to be in your name. 12 months is the time frame. And we can either go out through our credit partner and build that credit history for you mm -hmm. or you supply those statements. Does that make sense, Kate? You make it perfect sense. Okay. I got a bonus. The biggest thing is this. You have to set the proper expectation. Yeah. Your rates are going to be higher. Okay. And why? Typically, your scores are lower. It's just what it is because you're coming out of a reset. Mm -hmm. Now, if you wait the two-year period and implement these things that we're talking about, no late payments and everything is behind you, that's not going to be the case. And you probably will get an approved eligible, what we really want, an mm -hmm. automated approval. But if it's within those two-year time frame, I don't care how clean, just had a recent fresh situation, right? After 13, they went through, paid the plan like they were supposed to, discharge. I think the middle score is like 690, right? Mm -hmm. Real low DTIs. Guess what I got? What? Refer eligible. <laughs> yeah because it hadn't been enough time for the system to see if you've reestablished or what caused you to use the tool. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. BK, bankruptcy is just a tool for you to reset. Anything else you wanna add to that or do we need to keep it moving? No, just, you may have pointed it out, but I wanna go back over it one more time. I'm gonna go back <laughs> when over it. it. When it comes to documentation and how important it is, at being a processor, I deal with documentation more than I deal with people. Mm -hmm. um, and when I have the proper documentation sent to me and the formats and the ways that I need it, the process is so much smoother for you guys, for us, for everybody in the transaction. And that's what we want. When it comes to a bankruptcy, if you could just sit down and write a detailed letter, what happened? what caused the bankruptcy, what were you going through, what was happening at the time, and just what you've put in place to ensure that it doesn't happen again, it'll go such a long way, along with all of your, the bankruptcy discharge papers, and if you have any other payoffs or anything that we may need. But documentation is so key to a smooth transaction when it comes to buying a house. That's why we always talking about it, man. I know people get tired, but yeah. if they would understand that's the key, can I think we, you know what? Let me stop calling you K because you know how we do in our community. We always gonna nickname or shorten your name. But uh, yes. Michaela, I think we've hit the mark again. What do you say on that? I think we've hit it. We've covered everything that our people need to know. <laughs> there you go. This is one thing I would like the people to know before we get out of here. Uh, mm -hmm. Our analytics say that 90% of you guys that are watching are not subscribed. If you're watching the video version of the podcast, don't be a hater all your life. There's <laughs> some good information, right? Hit the subscribe button. All joking aside, we thank you in advance. If we've earned that subscribe, we thank you in advance. More importantly, leave a comment and or questions because that helps us to bring forward the information that rises all boats and the community will be better as it pertains to home ownership. So I wanted to say that. And then if you are an audio listener, okay, 
If you're audio listener, leave us a review. And again, you can ask questions there as well. And this is the reason we do what we do. Long and short, studies show, studies show that homeowners have up to 40 times more wealth than renters. Now, I'm not saying everybody should be a homeowner. The numbers show no more than six at its peak, at its highest, no more than seven out of 10. But typically it's right at six out of 10 folks are gonna be a homeowner. But it is what it is. The numbers are what they are. And what I would say to you, if you're in that, the latter or the non-homeowning type mindset, make sure you're building wealth, putting your money somewhere where it could grow. You can reach out to us as well. We'll direct you to some other places. That's not the scope of our show. We're talking residential real estate. But this is why we do what we do, right, Kay? Yes. We want to get you on that home ownership ladder sooner rather than later. So if you don't have anything else to say, young lady, can I wrap us up? Yes, sir, you can. (laughs) Perfect. So here it is, guys. Bankruptcy, watch this, bankruptcy is not a deal killer or anything for you to be ashamed of. With the proper three Ps, watch this, K. With the proper planning, okay? The proper preparation and the proper partnership, the right team, right? Mm -hmm. Anything is possible. And for sure, home ownership is within your reach. So with that said, our time is up but we thank you for yours. As we always say, let's be good to one another. Let us let grace abound. And until the next time, peace. Peace. Y'all be blessed. (laughs)